Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. And thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. And you know, I've really become to appreciate a certain time of day now, nighttime. 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 <laughs> when the sun goes when the to sun bed. Is- <laughs> Bye-bye, sun. Let's yes. let the moon come out. It's a little yeah. cooler. Well, you know, this time of year, it's not happening as early. We need right. the to set the clocks back. The, yeah. the moon could come out a little well, earlier. Usually I like when the days are long, know, but, but now I'm now. like, all right, let's <laughs> get the heat out of right. here. <laughs> I know. It really does make a difference. You know, when you have that drier area that we saw like last week, right. it made a difference at night. You could tell. Yeah. Yes, because the humidity is back, and that mm-hmm. is like where it, it just cannot cool off fast mm-hmm. enough. Like right. 80 degrees when you wake up in the morning, it's just and it starts from there and gets worse. So it's just we're in this hot, humid yeah. stretch for now. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get to our daily four. Speaking of outside and, and the nighttime for sure. Yeah, with this record-breaking heat, the summer sun has gotten a lot of attention lately. But if July's headlines belong to the sun, let's talk about August belonging to the moon. The big bright lunar displays will be bookend this month. There's a super moon that's going to happen tonight and that's going to be one at the end of the month too it's when the earth is or when the moon is the closest to the earth and the position coincides there it's called a super moon a super moon generally looks brighter and bigger than other full moons and this month again there will be two of them it's in a series of four super moons that we're going to see over the course of three months and this first peak uh, this will first peak this afternoon. That means people in Europe and the UK, Africa and the Middle East should be able to see the moon at its fullest in the night sky. I think it peaks at like uh, 1.32 p.m. Mm-hmm. So over there, okay. they'll they'll be able to see it. Okay. Sure. Yep, so I think that's the timing there. Um, but your best chance for a glimpse of the super moon will be after sunset today here in the US. And what you'll have to do is look towards the southeast to yeah. see it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, cool. It's, it is. It's amazing when you take kids outside and, and it's so big. It, it just seems surreal to them. Right. They look at it with these brand new eyes like, how is the moon that close? You could almost touch it. You really feel like you could that's in some neat. ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's cool is that we've got this one that's happening. It's the second in the series of four. There's another one coming at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be a blue moon. So there's like a blue Ooh. tent to it. It is going to be the largest one out of the four, so it's going to be the closest to the Earth. So that comes at the end of August, and then there will be another one in September, too. So a series of supermoons, as we call them. Okay, like so it. after Super sunset moons. tonight, looking southeast, we can see it. Clear skies tonight? Uh, yeah, pretty okay. clear. I mean, there's not a whole lot of uh, things in the sky to block right. the sun or block oh, the moon. Yeah. All right. Let's get to number two in our daily four. And while creative talent is sweating it out on the picket lines, streaming video giant Netflix is looking to hire 
artificial intelligence specialists. One of those even offers up a salary of up to $900,000. Now, you know the use of so-called generative AI, the technology underpinning popular apps like GPT Chat, has been at the heart of the negotiations between movie studios on one side creators and performers on the other who essentially don't want to be replaced by AI. I get that. Netflix would not address the job postings directly when asked, but hmm. listen to this statement about AI or machine learning as they refer to it from the company's website. We invest heavily in machine learning to uh -oh. continually improve our member experience and optimize the Netflix service end to end, the company says. While the technology has historically been used for Netflix's recommendation algorithm, which we get, the company is also using it to, quote, help shape our catalog, end quote. That's all the stuff they have to offer to show you and to optimize the production of original movies and TV mm. shows and Netflix's rapidly growing studio. That means to me, if you're using AI to help optimize your catalog, you're probably going to add some. If you watch the show, uh, what was that? Uh, Black Mirror. I haven't seen it's, it, but I heard it's this good. This recent season, they even reference this in the first show of the season. They they have a Netflix kind of uh, parallel Netflix that's called something else, but they take AI and they use someone's life to create a show. Um, and so it's kind of meta. It's like, wait, it was in the, but what, but it's huh? It's happening sort of? So they, they've not been specific about what they're doing with it, but obviously it's, it's, it's playing a role. People want to protect their jobs. You know, it's one of the things they're fighting for. It's crazy, though, how we would have AI specialists. It's so new. How is somebody already a specialist in right. it worthy of $900,000? And maybe someone who helped develop some of the AI technology at other companies that, who they're trying to bring on board to help do more with them. And maybe also it could be a tactic to get people to the negotiating table more quickly. Yeah. Although pretty much everyone's saying on the on the picket line, they're saying, hey, the studios aren't coming to us to negotiate. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to see how this plays out. And, you know, AI... I need some regulation, I believe. You know, the government's looking at different ways to do that safely with respect to people's rights and freedoms, but still. I saw a commercial the other day that was a girl sitting on a chair and she said, I was generated by AI technology, but using the faces, I think it was like to promote foster care or something. So oh, using wow. the faces of children in foster care, I was creating, and I was like, wait, what am I looking at right now? Yeah. You have to really pay attention. It seems like, you know, at this point, at this stage in the game, there's a glossiness, you know, to yeah. some of these AI images that you can kind of tell. But if it gets better and better, can the lines get blurred? Right. You know, literally. Yeah. But so. I feel like money talks and nine hundred thousand dollars for money. a position could for you just AI. Could give people some raises? Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that money. Maybe we could. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to number three now in our daily four. All right. Let's hope there's no artificial intelligence in this one. But Taco okay. Bell facing a lawsuit started this week, guys, that it's accusing the fast food giant of false advertising. New York man filed the suit in federal court yesterday. It's a lawsuit claiming that Taco Bell's advertisements do not look like the menu items they're actually serving. For example, the man says the Mexican pizza that he ordered did not appear to have the similar amount of beef and bean filling inside. Taco Bell's not responding to these accusations, but there's some photos online where, you yeah. know, those, you know how they make those <laughs> sure, advertised sure. photos of food across the board, not just Taco Bell, and it's like this big, thick crunch wrap that's this big, and then I think his is, you know, like this <laughs> yeah. thickness of my hand here, right. so.
What do you think? I don't know. Have you seen the advertisement? By the way, they do the advertisements where um, they the for pizza. You know, like the cheese. Like when they start to pull it, it's not actually oh, yeah. cheese; it's glue. See, that's so what the I way mean. that they, all those advertised. Yes, photos. Just, and then the burgers. They the ways that they have the patties. They put those little toothpicks in yes. between so they can oh, space so they, it all out. Yeah, and so, so the lettuce looks nice and the tomato right. and everything. So of course we're not going to have advertisement photos with what we actually get. Yeah. But I mean, I, maybe our standards need to go up on what we actually do sure. get served out at the to-go window. I don't know that I want to see photos on the menu, though, that, that look, look like, like that. the real <laughs> That's a good point, I kind of prefer that they look appetizing yeah. on there. I think if you have all the ingredients that you purport to have, or you know, say you're going to have yeah. on these items, maybe that's the saving grace. All we do know is that Yum Foods, right, who I believe, I think, talk about under that mm -hmm. umbrella, they have a big legal department, so they probably yeah. thought about this already. Sure. So I bet somewhere... They figured out how yeah, to get I'm out of this. I'm gonna guess they're covered. <laughs> and it can't be the first time this has happened. That's what I'm thinking you know? because, like you said, all those advertisements are not really mm. what you're eating. Yeah, so. true. Anyway, I don't know. I, taco pizza sounds good. Go decide idea. in federal court. <laughs> right. Let's go. Number four in our daily four. This zoo in eastern China is trying to reassure visitors that their sun bears <laughs> are not people dressed in costumes. Rumors and conspiracy theories have been swirling on social media after video of a sun bear standing on its hind legs, similar to this one, went viral. And in the video being shared online, the bear looks kind of uncannily human. It's kind of waving at the crowd. And then if you look at the back, you saw at the beginning of this video, um, oh. the, at, the, at the kind of the behind area, the fur appears to be loose and wrinkled <laughs> in places, almost like an ill-fitting bear suit. So in response, this Sue put out a statement as if it was written by the bear, who, by the way, her name is Angela. Aww, so hey, Angela, Angela writes, Angela pens that her critics just don't understand her behavior as a sun bear. Quote, the zoo director called me after work yesterday and asked if I'd been slacking off by finding a two-legged beast to replace me. Some people thought the way I stand up looks too human, so I will stress again, I am a sun bear. Uh, to put it into context, other zoos in China have been accused previously of stocking their enclosures with animals that are not what they seem, like a hairy dog passed off as an African lion mm. and a pool filled with penguin-shaped balloons. So this is not the first accusation. But first, thought, first thoughts, what do you think? Does it, does it look- That looked like a man in a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it is, but that I've never seen that yeah. animal before. I, you'd want to kind of study the video more. What's your first impression? The, the stance. When the stance. you did the yeah. stance, the, the hind legs, like the weight, right. it looked like the knee. I don't know. The, the the top half believable. Yeah. The bottom half not believable yeah, to feet, me. To me, the feet didn't look like bare feet. They look like feet covered in some fur. Yeah. <laughs> can we see it again? I don't I know don't if know they if can pull it back it. up. But um, but I would say this. I looked up other pictures of these sun bears that were le legitimate sun bears, and that bunching of the skin mm -hmm. is common when they stand. Here the is. difference is that feet are okay. typically okay. I guess I see some claws there at the edge. That one right there. But yeah, the, the That's bunching what to me looks like. Human legs. Yeah, but yeah, no, <laughs> like the, the way that it's true, like, it's just standing straight up with yeah. the knees. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but look how it gets down. You, that seems pretty bearish as far true. as the movement of the bear. And I think that if you look at the again, that that bunching of the skin is common right. across the species. So. Who knows? That's funny it, it that this is a thing we're talking about. Video so. of wa bears waving at you. You can't get enough yeah. of that. That's just fantastic to Love watch. It. That's just good TV. Baylor fans know all about the Oh, that's yeah. true. Those are Different real kind bears. Of bear, Don't get in the enclosure with those things. Don't even think about right. it. Those are real. <laughs> all right, well, coming up, did you know World Breastfeeding Week kicks off today? We have an expert in-house to tell us more about the benefits of breastfeeding when we come back. 
So World Breastfeeding Week is a global campaign that starts today and it raises awareness about the benefits of breastfeeding. So the annual celebration began in 1992, takes place every year from August 1st to the 7th. And joining us now to tell us more about World Breastfeeding Week is the CEO, the co-CEO of the Breastfeeding Success Company, Lauren Reyes. And Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us a little bit more about the Breastfeeding Success Company and why it's so important and what you're doing for women at Baylor Scott & White. Sure, thank you so much. So Breastfeeding Success is a company that my business partner and I started in order to provide little to no cost lactation services to families as part of their health insurance benefit. Um, we partner with large hospital systems and physicians offices to be able to provide high quality lactation care to their patients uh, at, at little to no cost. Very good. And so like we said, this is, you know, breastfeeding week where we're raising awareness to it. Can you just kind of talk to us about the importance of breastfeeding education, why it's an important thing for people to do? Yeah. So what we know um, from the most recent infant feeding practices survey is that 60% of Texas families don't meet their breastfeeding goals. Oh. And that has to do with um, not knowing if they're making enough milk, <clears throat> not having the education that they need on how to pump when they go back to work, which we know that most American families have both uh, parents have to work and then also latch and positioning uh, problems so that's where high quality lactation support comes in and access to parent education so we're really excited to be providing that with Baylor Scott and White it shows a huge vote of confidence in their um, desire to support their families and also we're opening a outpatient lactation clinic co-located within Baylor Scott and White <clears throat> um, Hillcrest in the first week of September. Wow, yeah. that's coming up really soon. Yeah, that is very soon. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about how important it is. Um, I know there's a lot of books and a lot of people prep through the pregnancy um, of what that's going to be like for labor, but then you get the baby and it's like, you're kind of on your own. So why, what would you say are the most common problems that you see when people first have have their baby and they say, I need a lactation consultant. Sure, so it starts right at delivery. Um, having access to a lactation consultant in the hospital is super important because then in real time we can help with latch and positioning. It's really th things that you would imagine, just knowing how to latch the baby on, um, knowing how often to feed them. And it is it is something that we don't just, we're not just born knowing. So you do need a trained healthcare professional that's going to walk you through that journey. There are women who are overproducing once they have a baby and they're encouraged to donate. Can you kind of talk about what that process looks like? Sure, so we're really lucky in Texas to have access to two Himbana, which are nonprofit milk banks. One is the North, um, North Texas Milk Bank and one is the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. And <clears throat> we know that um, breast milk is the safest milk for, for babies, especially sure. medically fragile babies that are in NICUs or have medical indications for supplementation um, other than their own mother's milk. Um, we know that having access to this milk decreases their rate of developing neck, which can often be deadly. Um, so if parents are interested, if, um, if, if families are interested in learning more, they can contact the milk banks and learn how to donate. And at Baylor Scott and White Hillcrest, we are a milk depot, so families can drop their milk off to us. We collected 700 ounces of milk last year, which equated to 21,000 feeds. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And that process is pretty easy. Yeah, it's super easy. So you, um, I, I'm not a representative of the milk bank, but um, you would just call and get a pre-screen. And we know that this is super safe milk. They, they pasteurize it and they go through a very intensive blood screen and everything like that. 
And what would you do to encourage those that are, like myself, kind of going through this process of nursing or, or breastfeeding their babies? And what would you say to just encourage them on this journey? So we believe that all families with babies need support regardless of how they feed them. And as long as they're making informed decisions, we're here to support them. Yeah. Um, so what we want to, the message that we want to give is that if you see a new family out in public, make sure that they have a safe, clean place to feed their baby and give them those words of encouragement. We yeah. know that it takes a village to raise a child and that's, that's what World Breastfeeding Week is all about. It's amazing and that's great and you know we know that it creates such a special bond too but it's a it could be hard for a lot of new parents so this sounds like a really great program and a good week to raise awareness to the whole thing so we want to thank you so much for being well, with us thank today you. yeah we're happy to partner with hospitals to do this at little to no cost and have gold level of lactation staffing so yes thank you <laughs> perfect well thank <laughs> you so much me. thank yes. you This has been a Rogue Media Network production.